Are you doing this work to facilitate growth or to become famous? Which is more important? I fuck with what y'all got going on and what y'all represent. You know what I'm saying? We want people to leave greater than they came. We want people to leave with an aha moment. Because black people don't like going to therapy. Right. Y'all made therapy cool. Yeah. And you got an elder on social media talking about relationships. Like, that's not something we see all the time in it. The concept of it, you know what I'm saying, basically address a lot of issues that, you know what I'm saying, our community got. Toxic traits, you know what I'm saying, past trauma. And it ain't shoved down your throat in a, in a you know, politically correct way. You know what I'm saying? It's a lot of scrolling. If I can go to Shade Room, I can go to Full Circle TV. You know everything come full circle. I just so love watch it come full circle. And I can never let that bad vibes inside my circle, no. Welcome back to another episode of Relationship Goals, the podcast, where our goal is to encourage our listeners to do the work, be able to have those hard conversations, and cultivate healthier relationships. Relationship Goals, the series, is a series created by Full Circle Television, featuring people in romantic, familial, and platonic relationships opening up about the joys and tests of their relationships and how they navigate through life. This week, we are talking family. Whether your parents were your best friends or you barely even knew them, our relationships with our parents impact our lives today. This week, Rachel, Angie, Jazz sit down with their parents to talk about sex and how their parents took the news. I'm truly blessed to have adopted someone that has truly, you know, my heart. Like, I love her. I I can't even... I love her as if I gave birth to her. The magic happening. Got a feeling it's great and I'm loving it. Hey, we got the magic happening. Everything that we need, everything that we pay, girl. The magic's happening. And the feeling is great and it's feeling is great, girl. The magic happening. policy um in our household to me no um i used to do stuff like write my mama them letters and leave them like and slide them under their doors and like pin it to their door and stuff like that but i don't i never felt comfortable talking to my mom about sex i was scared to tell her when i was pregnant and i was grown um i don't know i don't i i don't think it was an open door policy um at all i felt like my parents had um they had a way of thinking where my mom felt like this is how it's supposed to be. They were from the old school, so a lot of stuff that was going on with me, you know, she didn't have me until she was 30. So they were old school. My my dad is was, what, 20 years older than you? 14. 14 years older than my mom. And my mom, I mean, she, she was older to be having me. I was her last child. And me and my youngest brother are 17 years apart. So, I'm the baby. So, with that being said, a lot of stuff that was going on in that time, my parents didn't always understand because they were so used to their ways. So, my mom had this way of thinking, and if you didn't agree with how she thought, then it was like, oh, no, you need to stay in a child's place. And it's, I didn't feel like I could just come to her and be like, oh, well, you know, I was thinking about having sex, you know, because um, she probably would have flipped out like, ah, 
Them boys now they gonna give you worms. No, I had an open door policy, but Rachel was, I guess because I was so strict, she was scared to talk to me. Thanks. But my thing with her, I, and I know how fast girls could be, even though I had her under strict rules, I always told her, if you come in this house pregnant, I'm putting you on a milk carton. See? And that's strict, mama. You're not <laughs> going to go out there, and that's one of the reasons why she couldn't spend a night at a pe other people's house. You come in here pregnant and not finish school, you going on a milk carton. But I laughed at that, and I still laughed at that because she really thought, she didn't realize that people on the milk carton was missing kids. And so at 21, she was working, graduated, living in her own apartment and everything. She sent my oldest granddaughter, Stasha, and the next one, Nadia, to tell me she was pregnant. I said, tell them to get in here. I said, well, Rachel, let me tell you something. You're 21. You're grown. You take care of yourself. When I told you I was going to put you on the milk carton, I meant that. But that was for missing kids because you was going to be missing. And she believed that up until the age of 21. But I was she so could come to talk her. to me about it. But I was you know, so scared to. Young girls were scared. Because they wanted to be fast at the same time. Well, that was Rachel. You put fear in me. It happened. I, right. I was not fast. I was a tomboy for so many no, years. No, that's what. But the fear is what parents don't put in their kids now today. Fear is what kids need. Oh. It was pretty much open door policy, though. But like I said, when I was coming up, I wasn't. I really wasn't on that at all. Anyway, so. That I just avoided the whole little thing. I remember all oh, for my 18th birthday though. He was so mad because my mom approved for me to have a hotel party, and he was not happy about that. He was like, "It's gonna be boys there because it was no chaperone." I'm 18 at this point, but nothing happened. Nothing bad, at least. It was just a good time. I was bad though because he was bad because I'm like, Ugh, I don't do anything. Why is he tripping? But I guess if I had an 18-year-old, I would be like, this ain't it. And as, like, a lot of people say, only Rachel could do that is, like, her different wig styles, her different colors. And when I was her age, that's what I did, you know. And I admired, even though she don't realize, that is me. That's me right there. So you admired it, I took your style. Is what yes. <laughs> but, I mean, but you're, you is a, a passionate woman like I am, you know, you're easy to get your feelings hurt, but you still stand up, <laughs> you still stand up for yourself, you don't let, when that person, like when you make me mad and I be like, ah, I'm rich, you shouldn't do that, you shouldn't do that, and you be like, but mama, this is me, but that's something parents shouldn't do like I didn't do her, when someone would say something and you know most parents like you better not say that you better you know no I think every child should have the right to voice their opinion as long as they're not being disrespectful they should have the right to voice their opinion but and, that's how I was able to talk to her she definitely let me have an opinion and um she was open to me speaking my mind because she know I had a lot to say yeah yeah because even though like she have aunties and different people that would say like you shouldn't let Rachel do this you shouldn't let Rachel say that no she has a right as a kid to voice her opinion too 
So I never took that away from her, you know, because I want, in this world, if you keep telling your kid to shut up, shut up, shut up, they people, shut up life. right, people would take that and, oh, I, I'm not supposed to say this, but now you're grown. You can say what you want to say. Um, I admire most about my mom, her strength um, to carry stuff without breaking down. Um, she uh, lost my dad three years ago, and she's been with him for 33 years. Right? That was, was married 38. 38. That was her best friend. That, that's all she knew. So for her to be able to pick up herself and start over and try to still live every day, you know, different. I admire that about her. It takes a strong woman to, you know, I never, I never really seen my mama break down. Um, I know she probably needs to, but I have never seen her break down and I have never seen anyone break her um, and mentally or physically, which I love about her. She's she's not going to let nobody walk over her. She's not going to um, dummy down what she has to say. She's very blunt. I admire that because I feel like we live in a world now where everything is so sugar-coated. Everything is so, oh, I don't want to hurt their feelings when really you should just be hurting their feelings. You know, she pretty much... Listen, you know, she, she, she will take some, my advice if I try to advise about something and, you know, I admire her because she works hard also. I admire that about my dad that he was, like I said, he was there for his family. Um, he was a good example of what you will, what I would want in someone um, that I would marry. Um, he really, like, he likes to, like, he he has a thing for, like, kids as far as, like, he, he, he is a developer, I guess you could say. Um, he didn't only coach me, he coached different teams. Uh, you know, he was, like, the father figure to a lot of people um, outside of me and my siblings, my siblings and I, I should say. Um, so I admire the time, the the fact that he took time out to actually try to make a difference in not only our lives but other people's lives as well. So I admire how she carries herself. Like, oh, this nigga want to talk to me? He's going to worship me. He is going to open every door I come in touch with. He is oh, y'all not touching to, other doors. Listen, you gonna kiss my fucking feet, nigga, if you have to. <laughs> and he be like, girl, but that is cute because the niggas do it. Like, oh, so this is what I gotta do. Um, what else? How she is with us. I'm like, I want a daughter so we can be best friends like this. I don't want no more grandkids. I'm having a daughter. <laughs> so, I mean, because it's like, okay, if I want to talk and vent, I know that I can call her in today's day, like, and you, she'll know, well, what's wrong? And it, it'll just come out. And I will be in a safe spot with talking to her about it. Um, and she always knows what to what to do if I do have a problem. Like, I don't know what to do. And it's like, okay, well, we gonna figure it out. You're always gonna figure it out. I'm, gonna figure figure it out. I'm always gonna be there. I um, admire that. I feel like God placed us somewhere together at the same time for me to have her and for her to come even her name fits right with my children you know and it I admire the fact that she has she accepted me like off rip she loved me like she was with me from the beginning like she just clung to me 
and I admire that she turned out to be a beautiful young lady. She listens. Like, out of all my children, she's the one that listens. <laughs> and, you know, I admire that she calls me when she has issues. I love the fact that she won't, she if she's going somewhere, she's, like, always sending me pictures, like, Nikki, what you think about this? What you, you know, it's my girl. Like, it's my baby. You know, nobody comes. Nobody. My kids will tell you, nobody comes before my children. I will shut you down in a minute. Be crying. No guy, no nothing. You know, I just, I, I love the fact that I asked for something in return of me raising her and she's giving me part of it and I want all of it. You know, I, I love the fact that she's a good mother. She's open. She, she listens when I tell her like, you know, don't do this, don't do that. She's she just, I, I'm truly blessed to have adopted someone that has truly, you know, my heart. Like I love her. I, I can't even, I love her as if I gave birth to her. The magic happening, girl, the feeling is great and I'm loving it. Hey, we got the magic happening, everything that we need. So, and I'm just like, throw it away, 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 throw all this stuff away. You don't need none of this stuff. You're going to have to let this go. Me saying that and then her not even warning about her husband, it's like me saying, forget what y'all had. You know, forget what y'all had. Forget everything y'all had and focus on what I'm trying to do right now. And that's so I was, I was being careless and not understanding, you know, she lifting you up. She lifting your spirits and being there for you. And the whole time, all you doing is like, get out, get out, get out, get out. When you leaving, when you going, when, when you going to get your stuff out, when you going to do this. Relationship Goals, the podcast is a full circle television production. Relationship Goals, the podcast was recorded in Everyday Media Studios in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Our audio engineer is Dooch, and our executive producers are Marcus and Kayla Lewis-Allen. Don't forget, if you're only listening to the podcast, there's so much more to see on FullCircleTelevision.com. Log on to experience Relationship Goals, the series, in a whole new way. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Full Circle Television. Peace, y'all.